ओम श्री साई राम ऑफरिंग मोस्ट हम्बल प्रणाम्स एट द डिवाइन लोटस फीट ऑफ अवर एवर प्रेजेंट लॉर्ड इन वॉकिंग भगवान बेनेडिक्शन फॉर टूडे सेशन डियर लिजनर्स माई लाविंग साई राम टू ऑल ऑफ यू ओम सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीरकवाई तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मिद्विषावहई ओम शांति 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 हरि ओम तत्सत्श्री साईश्वरापणमस्तु सर्वेदात सिद्धांत गोचर तमगोचर गोविंद परमानंदुर प्रणतस्म्यहम इन अवर स्टडी ऑफ विवेक चूडामणि वी आर इंटू द स्टडी ऑफ माया वेर वी आर प्रेजेंटली स्टडिंग द वेरियस एट्रिब्यूट्स ऑफ द थ्री गुणस दट माया इज मेडअप ऑफ तमस रजस एंड सत्वा एंड लास्ट वीक we saw the characteristics of tamoguna and today we shall see furthermore about the binding aspect of tamoguna so we shall start with verse number 116 agnyanamalasya jadatva nidra pramadamoodhatvamukastamogunah yetai prayukto nahi vetti kinchit ुक्तोति when one is tied up with these attributes of the tamoguna then one cannot comprehend anything and he remains like nidra nidra luvat means he remains as if he is in deep sleep all the time and sthambhava deva tishthati he remains like a stump of wood or even a block of stone and stambha really means a pillar so he just goes through his life as though he is asleep all the time he is oblivious to whatever that is happening around and he just remains like a stump of wood or even a block of stone that is what happens to a person when he is overcome with tamoguna so the first binding attribute here that is mentioned is agnana agnana means ignorance ignorance of our own true self i do not know who i am that is agnana alasya alasya means laziness it means not doing what is supposed to be done by a person whatever we are expected to do even that we are not able to do if there is this alasya or laziness which is born out of tamoguna is there in us then jadatva is mentioned jadatva means dullness or absence of any skill to carry out any work that is what is meant by 
jadatva such a person lacks the ability or the skill to carry out any work in this world and there is this nidra nidra means excessive sleep throughout the day not just the sleep that one goes through in the night but that is a restful sleep but otherwise also he is very very sleepy he is not interested in anything and pramada means indolence indolence means though one is capable of doing something he doesn't put any efforts to do that so he neglects his own duty that is what indolence or pramada is mudhatva mudhatva means stupidity as uh, acharya shankara himself says in bhajagovindam bhajagovindam mudhamate this is what the mudhamati is due to this tamoguna he doesn't put any efforts and he doesn't know what is happening around and he even conceives something which is existent as non existent that is what a mudhamati is and all these are the binding powers of tamoguna see when we see all these things we can easily make out that we cannot take this tamoguna for granted it means we should have a disciplined life and have a regular schedule in our day to day life and perform all our activities accordingly so that we don't slip into this binding aspect of tamoguna and we end up going through our life just like a pillar or a stump of wood or a block of stone that is what we must avoid so we can make out that how much of importance that we must be giving to discipline in our life that is why it is said nashreyo niyamam vina without this regular disciplined schedule we cannot afford to achieve anything in our life that is why the kathopanishad keeps reminding us uttishthata jagrata praptavaran nibodata it means arise awake and go to a learned master and be realized that is what it keeps on reminding us so this is about the binding aspect of tamoguna and now we shall see sattva guna which is explained in verses 117 to 119 so we shall move ahead with verse number 117 sattvam vishuddham jalavathatapi tabhyam militva saranaya kalpate yatratma bimbah pratibimbitassan prakashayatyarka ivakhilam jadam it means vishuddham sattvam the pure sattva jalavattatapi it is like clear water it is so pure it is so clean tabhyam militva saranaya kalpati et when it combines with rajas and tamas it leads to saranaya kalpati saranaya means the cycle of birth and death it means when the sattva guna combines with rajoguna and tamoguna it also becomes the reason for this transmigration 
and how is this sattva guna reflected in us so the next line says yatra atma bimbaha pratibimbitasan prakashati arka ivakhilam jadam means when the light of the self the light of the pure consciousness gets reflected in a mind that is full of sattva guna vishuddha sattva especially the pure sattva alone then it shines like the sun prakashayati arka this consciousness shines like the sun in a mind that is filled with sattva guna and ivakhilam jadam therefore it reveals the entire world of matter jadam is the insentient matter in its right perspective to one so when there is so much of vishuddha sattva in our mind even the pure consciousness gets reflected brighter and brighter like the bright sun and through this reflected consciousness the entire matter is revealed to us very clearly that is the nature of sattva guna that is why it is very important for us to constantly engage in seva and sadhana so that the purity of our mind increases the chitta shuddhi increases and also there is focus on the self through chitta ekagrata that comes from our spiritual sadhana that is why japa tapa dhyana seva they all should become an integral part of our life so the consciousness being the same in all beings the intelligence of the individuals differ on account of the proportion of rajas and tamas functioning in their personalities when there are traces of rajas and tamas and when there is preponderance of sattva guna the pure consciousness also gets reflected brighter in our mind and now we shall see in verse number 118 the effects of mishra sattva it means sattva combined with rajas and tamas just the traces of rajas and tamas with sattva predominant that is known as the mishra sattva we shall see what it is in this verse mishrasya sattvasya bhavanti dharmaha ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತ satvat sanjayate gnanam the knowledge arises in our mind only when there is sattva guna in our mind rajaso lobha evacha when there is predominantly rajoguna in us then what happens is the mind becomes the seat of lobha evacha all the inner enemies the arishad vargas such as lobha greed and that is why the lord says urdhvam gachanti satvasthaha 
those who have the sattva guna they go only upward in their journey and madhye tishtanti rajasaha those with rajoguna predominantly they always are in the middle and adhogachanti tamasaha the gita says those who have tamoguna in us they just go down in their evolution and therefore the lord says nitya sattvastha bhava o arjuna please be established in sattva guna always the hamsa gita from shrimad bhagavatam tells us as to how we can increase our sattva guna it gives us 10 methods to improve our sattva guna it says for this sattva guna what is important is the first one is agama agama means the type of literature that we study it has to be elevating and inspiring scriptures this study we have to undertake so the right study of agama is important then apaha apaha means water here it also means we must consume sattvic food and water and the food that is high in prana shakti in order to improve our sattva guna the third one is praja praja means the company of the people the friends that we keep is very very important for us if we have to become sattvic therefore satsanga is very important desha desha means place the place where we spend our time be it our home or our workplace or our relaxation place it has to be full of sattva guna it should be this environment should be sattvic for us so that we can strengthen our sattva guna this is the fourth one the fifth point that we require that hamsa gita says is kalaha it means the time that we utilize for our activities that is also important in the early morning brahma muhurtam we should undertake our sadhana and when the rajoguna is prominent in us throughout the day we must be engaged in our day to day activities and in the night when tamas overtakes we must be able to sleep and this schedule is also very important this is called kalaha to improve our sattva guna the sixth one is karma that is the activity that we undertake is it sattvic or is it only about i me mine as swami says swartham svaprayojanam this we have to introspect so the right kind of karma is important for our sattva guna so seva and sadhana done in the right spirit is important the seventh one is janma it means what am i initiated into am i initiated into right kind of activities from my childhood am i initiated into seva am i initiated into spiritual disciplines like the chanting the gayatri mantra the chanting of various powerful mantras or meditation all these things come under janma then the eighth one is dhyanam it means 
not only the meditation that we undertake but also having a higher vision higher goal in our life and channelizing all our efforts in a concentrated in a focused way towards it is known as dhyanam the single pointed focus for a higher goal is dhyanam then the ninth one is called mantra it is not only the mantra that we chant that is you know mentioned here but mantra means a mission statement for us what is my mission statement what am i up to what is it that i am involved in what takes me higher up in my life that is the mission statement or is it satvik that we should ask ourselves and then the 10th one the last one is called samskara samskara means what is the attitude that i have in my life is it a positive inspiring attitude so this is also very important for us to develop and all these 10 pointers as given in hamsa gita when practiced regularly that will help us to strengthen our sattva guna and now we shall see the explanation of verse number 118 which we just chanted so here as i said the mishra sattva is mentioned so what is the characteristics of sattva guna which is mixed with traces of rajoguna and tamoguna this is called mixed sattva or mishra sattva here what is listed is amanitvam amanitvam means absence of pride then niyama yamadhyaha then certain practices like niyama and yama we shall come to it a little later and shraddha shraddha cha bhaktihi faith bhaktihi devotion and mumukshuta our yearning for liberation daivicha sampattihi and all these divine tendencies are there in mishra sattva and these are the characteristics or the attributes of mishra sattva and also there is asannivrittihi it means natural turning away from everything that is asat that is unreal such a person not only exhibits all these characteristics but he will also have a tendency to turn away from all the unreal objects of the world that is the characteristic of mishra sattva amanitadya it means amanitvam and others so these are some of the attributes which are mentioned in the 13th chapter of the bhagavad gita so amanitadya means amanitvam and others and let us see what are these so this is from verse number 7 to verse number 11 in the 13th chapter or the kshetra kshetragnya yoga of bhagavad gita So the verse in the Bhagavad Gita is Amanitvam adambitvam ahimsa kshantirarjavam acharyopasanam shaucham sthairyamatma vinigraha it means in one there is humility amanitvam there is no pride at all adambitvam unpretentiousness there is no vanity 
then ahimsa ahimsa means non injury non violence means not to hurt anyone with our thought word and deed as swami says and kshanti kshanti means forbearance and arjavam there is this uprightness or straightforwardness in such a person and acharyo pasanam he is ever engaged in the service of the master then shaucham purity sthairyam steadiness and atma vinigraha self control these are all there in the mind of a person who has mainly this mishra sattva then verse number 8 says indriyartheshu vairagyam anahankara evacha janma mrityu jaravyadhi dukha doshanu darshanam it means there is this dispassion towards the sense objects and also there is anahankaraha absence of egoism in this person and there is janma mrityu jaravyadi dukha doshanu darshanam this person is able to clearly see the pain and also the limitation associated with janma mrityu jaravyadi birth death old age and also disease so this viveka he has got and then asakti ranabishtangaha putra dara grihadishu nityancha samachittatvam samachittatvamishtanishtopanishtopatishu it means there is this non attachment and also he doesn't identified with putra dara grihadishu it means he has dispassion towards his home it means all his possessions griha means all the possessions that he has got though he has them he is not possessive about it he has dispassion towards it and dispassion towards putra dara means putra as we have seen already it is not only the sun it means all those who are dependent on us dara means wife it means all those on whom we are dependent towards all these people there is a kind of dispassion in such a seeker and also there is samachittatvam there is this equanimity in the mind of such a person and also there is this ishta anishtopa patishu even towards the favorable or the not so favorable circumstances there is always equanimity whether he likes it or not he has this equanimous mindset that is what the mishra sattva brings in us and then the bhagavad gita further goes on to say mai chananya yogena bhakti ravya bhicharini vivikta desha sevitvam aratir jana samsadi it means there is unwavering devotion towards the lord and also he prefers to spend his time all by himself in sequestered places and also he has a distaste for the social gathering the social company these are certain characteristics of a person with mishra sattva also the lord says in verse number 11 in chapter 
ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮ ಜ್ಞಾನ ನಿತ್ಯತ್ವಂ ತತ್ವಜ್ಞಾನಾರ್ಥದರ್ಶನಂ ಏತಜ್ಞಾನಮಿತಿ ಪ್ರೋಕ್ತಂ ಅಜ್ಞಾನಂ ಯದತೋನ್ಯತ ಇಟ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಹಿ ಈಸ್ ಏಬಲ್ ಟು ಕಾನ್ಸ್ಟೆಂಟ್ಲಿ ಅಪ್ಲೈ ದಿಸ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಟ್ರೂ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಎಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಟ್ರೂ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆ್ಯಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಡಿಕ್ಲೇರ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಅಪೋಸ್ ಟು ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆರ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಇಗ್ನರೆನ್ಸ್ ದಾಟ್ ಹಿ ಈಸ್ ಏಬಲ್ ಟು ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ಲಿ ಮೇಕ್ ಔಟ್ ಸೊ ದೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ದಿ ಕ್ಯಾರೆಕ್ಟರ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಲಿಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಹಂಡ್ರೆಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಏಟೀನ್ ಆಫ್ ವಿವೇಕ ಚೂಡಾಮಣಿ ವೆನ್ ದ ಆಥರ್ ಸೇಸ್ ಅಮಾನಿತಾದ್ಯ ದೆನ್ ದ ಆಥರ್ ಗೋಸ್ ಆನ್ ಟು ಸೇ ನಿಯಮ ಯಮ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ದಿ ಆಟ್ರಿಬ್ಯೂಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮಿಶ್ರ ಸತ್ವ ದಿಸ್ ನಿಯಮ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯಮ ಆರ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಪತಂಜಲಿ ಯೋಗಸೂತ್ರ ನಿಯಮ ಆರ್ ಫೈವ್ ಇನ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದಿ ಆರ್ ಶೌಚಂ ಆರ್ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಟಿ ಸಂತೋಷ ಕಂಟೆಂಟ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ತಪಃ ಆಸ್ಟೆರಿಟಿ ಸ್ವಾಧ್ಯಾಯ ದ ಸ್ಟಡಿ ಆಫ್ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಸ್ವ ಅಧ್ಯಯನ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೋಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಈಶ್ವರ ಪ್ರಣಿಧಾನಂ ಇಟ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಸರೆಂಡರ್ಡ್ ಟು ದ ಲಾಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಯಮ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಕನ್ಸಿಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಫೈವ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಸತ್ಯಂ ಟ್ರುತ್ ಅಹಿಂಸಾ ನಾನ್ ವೈಲೆನ್ಸ್ ನಾನ್ ಇಂಜುರಿ ದೆನ್ ಆಸ್ಥೇಯಂ ಆಸ್ಥೇಯಂ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ not to aspire for something which is not ours it means not to take away another person's wealth that is astheya then brahmacharya brahmacharya means sense control and practice of moderation in all that we do and then aparigraha the virtue of non possessiveness all these come under yama and these are also present in a seeker with mishra satva and then the guru says there is also shraddha faith bhakti devotion and mumukshata there is this deep yearning to be liberated in such a seeker and daivicha sampattihi all the divine attributes are present in such a seeker and before we conclude for the day we shall see the answer to a question that has come up on this uh, topic of viveka chudamani one of our listeners nalina kumar asks listening to march 11th program you have spoken about how dreams we experience are not karmically bound as ego and intellect are not active so no karma is incurred my question is in our dreams we feel fear anger elation etc is it not the ego that experiences these emotions during dream state also then how can there be no karma as a consequence so the answer to this question will be karma itself is defined as an action done with our body mind intellect either all of them together or through any one of them also with an intention there has to be a sankalpa there has to be a purpose a reason to undertake this karma and also backed by sense of agency the sense of doership that i am doing this karma that is very very important 
in dream state the notion of doership is not there at all as it is the mind that projects all our mental impressions in the form of a dream whatever we see in the dream that is all that is all a projection of the mind only and we are not consciously doing any karma in the dream therefore since kartritva bhava uh, that is doership and also intention are not there in the dream state bhoktritva or experiencership is also not there and that is why one does not get bound by the karma phala or the consequences of action that are undertaken in our dream it is only a projection of the mind and we are not consciously acting with a purpose or an intention or with the notion that i am doing it that is why there is no consequence incurred for this action see if a person kills someone in dream he is not punishable by law i hope and pray that this answers your question thank you very much nalina kumar ji jai sai ram and now i will conclude with the shanti mantra om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya पूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शांति 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 हरि ओम तत्सच्री साईश्वरापणमस्तु आई एम थैंकफुल टू भगवान श्री सत्य साई मीडिया सेंटर एंड एवरी वन ऑफ यू जय साईराम